Hello and welcome to the Perfect Gentleman podcast. This is episode 64. My name is Zach Falconer-Barfield and alongside me is the stylish, the debonair, the charming, the handsome Mr. James Marwood. How are you, sir? I'm very well, my friend. Yourself? I'm excellent. Tip top. Splendid. It's a lovely January day in England. Not, but there we go. <laughs> it's actually quite nice here. It's chilly, but it's clear. We had fog this morning. That's all cleared. And now I've got nice sunshine. There's no frost. There's no snow. It's just quite nice. I like these kind of crisp January days. I'm in what I always lovely refer to as England grey. <laughs> yes. It's a grey day and it's getting lighter in the afternoons, which is always a nice thing. Today, we're sort of going back to what we used to do a little bit more and, and having sort of themed podcast episodes. Episode. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about style today. Splendid. I know it's one of your favourite areas of conversation there, James. I like the style. I feel like this is my comfort zone. So uh, on the style things, what have you found for the last few weeks? It has been London Fashion Week for men's. Have you noticed anything there, sir, this year? I've seen a few things that made me a bit squinty-eyed at people. One of the things I have noticed, which I've liked, are more long coats. Yes. Although there have been a few sort of fur coats and brightly coloured things and things made of orange plastic and the like, which aren't really my sort of thing. If it's fashion, you know, a style is, is often about the silhouette. And if that longer coated silhouette becomes more fashionable, great. That means I'll have more choice of things like covered coats and overcoats and trench coats to choose from, which is good. Also, there seem to have been quite a lot of big buttons. That seems to be a thing. Grace Wales Bonner did some really great stuff with quite full cut jackets, a lot of double-breasted jackets, sort of naval-inspired items, which I thought were great with some really cool buttons. So it would be good to see more of that coming back, I think. I have to say, I wasn't so impressed this year, to be honest. I kind of looked at it... I mean- London Fashion Week men's was a little bit lacking this year, I found. I thought there's some nice things. Uh, Pity Umo was, again, as usual, much more our sort of world, a little bit more stylistic. Yeah, I mean, pity's always, always great, if not just to see the pity peacocks. Yes. As silly as they are and as over the top as they are, they're fun and I love it. I would much rather see that than, say, some of the ridiculous sort of tie-dye London Fashion Week stuff. Yes. Not too bad, but could be better, I think. Maybe we'll have to wait for the summer ones. Yes. Anything else catch your eye? Well, there was an interesting article that I came across looking at style predictions. <laughs> Five men's style predictions 2018. So this was from the old reliable Fashion Beans. Oh, the lovely Fashion Beans, yes. There were some interesting things there. So they're talking about, finally, thank you, skinny jeans. Skinny cuts going away and getting much more straight cut, more flattering styles. Thundering applause from them. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, probably what will happen now is it'll go too far the other way and we'll end up people trying to sell us sort of Oxford bags and things like that. Well-cut trousers, seeing a return to those will be great. One of the things that the Fashion Beans article talks about, which I think is great, is cords. Mm. It's great cloth. I love a nice pair of well-cut cord trousers. Um, there's nothing better for this time of year. And then they're talking about track pants and sportswear on a mass scale, which I hope not. Sportswear is great for sport. In fact, I am actually wearing a pair of tracksuit bottoms at the moment because I was working out this morning and I ran straight from that to come and do the podcast. But that's it, really. Lounging around at home. Yeah, that's not a problem. Going to the gym. Perfect. Going out and about. Going to work. Going to social events. That's not for sportswear. Very resolute on this one, aren't we? And there is a particular piece of advice here that I would like to just guard against if I can. Mm. They talk here about wearing tracksuits with a knit. So pair them with a knit, by which it means a a knitted sweater. No, that's what prisoners wear 
in jail. <laughs> That's what people who don't have a choice in what they get to wear, wear. They wear their tracky bottoms and a knitted jumper. Wear a knitted jumper, fine. Wear it with your jeans, wear it with your cords. Don't pair the two together. That just looks awful. Charity bottoms are only the place, as you say, between between gym and, and home and home and gym and gym itself. And that's kind of when you're running or sport, absolutely. Wearing them out for any instance of public notation is, should be stopped immediately. I'm not, I don't like them. I have a particular dislike of them. I prefer to wear jeans than tracksuits. And you don't like to wear jeans. So there we go. Well, the other one of the things I did notice, which I thought was interesting, was proper shoes are coming back. Mm. Leather shoes are coming back. I noticed that recently as well. I saw a lot more people starting to wear proper shoes and hats. The hats weren't mentioned in the Fashion Beans article, but I've started to see a lot of people wear hats. I think hats and proper shoes are coming back. There is this delineation going on in the style world, I think, between very mass casuality, the tracksuit bottom wearing group of the world and then becoming more and more style conscious and more and more traditional i love proper shoes i think they're great i'd love to see more people wearing them with socks hopefully this time if you want to be kind to your feet and look smart and spend your money on something which is going to last you 20 30 years or so get a proper good quality pair of shoes if you're comfortable with leather there's nothing better than leather if not there are alternatives but just good comfortable well-made traditional shoes yes absolutely it's interesting actually you talk about hats i've seen a bit of movement on something i used to wear years ago which is sort of watch caps not quite beanies but that sort of close-fitting knitted woolen cap when i used to do security work years and years ago and would be standing outside in the freezing cold that was what i wore because it's comfortable and warm and it's easily taken off and slipped into a pocket but i did notice completely independently i picked up one a couple of weeks ago made by an american company called tad tad and they make sort of adventure wear and outdoorsy wear but i, I got that one because it's a really thin merino watch caps are not too bulky but very warm and, and washable and then i noticed simon crompton at permanent style he's been wearing one for a while and he got his from a, a little shop somewhere in, in Italy that have closed down and so he's done a collaboration with Beg, I think Beg, who are one of the Scottish Borders high-end wool and cashmere makers to make one. And I've seen more and more people wearing these sort of watch cap stroke beanies and I think they go quite well with textured tailoring. So big overcoats, tweed suits, that kind of thing. And they're great because you can wear them when you're out and about. And then they're really easy just to slip off and pop in a pocket or a bag. And they're not too bulky. So you can you can have it in your jacket pocket without spoiling the lines. I'm possibly going to pick up another one of those because I really like them. They tend not to suit me, but I do underappreciate them. I prefer a flat cap. Fashion resolution for 2018, I think I wear more hats. I love my trilbies. I love my flat caps. I've bought and seen really expensive flat caps. The best one, the one I always go back to time and time again, is a dark blue tartan one I got at Marks and Spencer's. And it's just a great hat. And I've had it for now for probably eight, nine years, something like that. And it's still, if I'm just slipping into town, it's a bit of a chilly day, or I'm pottering in the garden, or I'm just going for a walk. That's quite often what I reach for. Thomas Farthing do very lovely ones. Yes, they do. And you can have them made. Most tailors will make you a flat cap, especially I've seen a few guys do it where they've had cloth left over from a suit and they've had it turned into a hat. You know, if you're getting a tweed suit or a flannel suit, 
that's not a bad idea. That's a very good idea. On that thing about the things which are going to be big in 2018, one thing that I've I've noticed happening a bit, which I think is something that we'll see more of, are Razer subscriptions. Yes. Have you looked at these at all? I have. I keep looking at them. The general problem I have is the Razer itself. Mm. I've only tried one, which was uh, Morning Glory. I think we tried years ago i haven't tried any of the more recent ones i haven't tried harry's there's dollar shave club i think gillette do one yeah i'm not a big fan of gillette blade if you do manage to see one of the really old school 1950s gillette safety razors they're fantastic especially the british made ones i had one for a while and then I let it go foolishly but they're great i probably need to go and have a look at them and play with the handles because it's always about the handle for me and the blades are relatively similar these days. One of those things is got to find one that fits your skin type. I haven't found one that fits my skin type yet. But I think you're right. I think that, you know, it's a good thing. It's a useful thing. It's kind of, we've got sock subscriptions now. We've got underwear subscriptions. Sure. I tend not to use the kind of modern multi-bladed razor thing, because if I'm in a hurry, I use my electric razor. And if I've got anything more than just a couple of minutes, I'll have a proper wet shave with a safety razor. But I've not looked at these for a couple of years, or for, crikey, seven, eight years, I think, since I last bought anything other than a safety razor blade. And maybe it might be time for me to have a look again. I'll tell you what, let's set that up for um, our reviews in March. Okay. We'll join a, a subscription and I'll get a trial run of a subscription. And- well, I think a lot of them do do starter packs, so we could pick up a couple of those and see how they compare. I think that's a very good idea. Excellent. Okay. And do you have any... Uh- style sort of resolutions or essentials that you should do for 2018 james i'll tell you what i'm looking at and you can think about it for yourself the last few years i've gone from buying a lot of cheap not very good quality clothing that didn't last to buying really quite expensive handmade clothing less of it because of that and it's interesting looking in my wardrobe now and looking at the things that i tend to get the most wear from you know i have my suits that i wear five six days a week I have my shirts, which the shirts I keep finding myself going back to are not the ones that I paid a lot of money for and had made to measure, but actually the ones that I've bought from one of the UK high street stores, the likes of Pink, Hawes and Curtis, Marks and Spencer, those sorts of guys, been wearing those because they work really well for me. When you're getting four or five shirts for £100, If one of them gets a bit marked or starts to wear, I don't stress so much. What I'm trying to do this year, my plan is to focus the money that I'm going to be spending on clothing. And I'm trying to slim my lifestyle down a little bit. I'm not working quite so much. I'll have a lot more time for myself and my family, but there'll be a little bit less money available. I'm happy with that, but it means that I'll have to be a little bit more cautious about what I spend wardrobe-wise. Is just to really focus my money on the things that I definitely want and are definitely going to last. You know, I've got a lot of clothes. There are very few gaps in my wardrobe as such. You know, I'm still looking for a perfect cricket jumper, and I'm still looking for a good, not massively expensive source of thin, unbranded, plain-coloured woolen jumpers, something that I can have washed in a hotel or dry cleaned in a hotel, and it won't fall apart on me, and also doesn't have a stupid gripping logo on the breast that makes me look like I'm aping professional cricketers or something they're the gaps that i've got but aside from that it's just about keeping the essentials going i've got most of the suit bases covered i still don't have a bottle green suit but that's maybe not an essential um, i have to keep reminding myself this i don't need that so the things where i'll be focusing my money and my attention will be on core basics i'll just keep replenishing those shirts plain t-shirts pocket squares i'll probably 
pick up a couple of suits this year just to replace things that are, you know, some of my lighter weight suits could probably do with a bit of a refresh. And then also looking at some of the accessories that I really like, keeping an eye on some of the tie companies whose stuff I really like, guys like Drake's or Monsieur London, who's ties pocket square scarves i love so i'll keep a little eye maybe i'll spend some money that way maybe i won't maybe as we were talking about shoes coming in if i see some great shoes but they'd have to be really cool to catch my eye at the moment because i think i've got my basics pretty much covered but how about yourself zach we've discussed before in the podcast you know i'm i'm always a fan of high street multi you know the tm lewin charles Stewart equivalent in america i can't remember the name of them in america i don't know what their pricing's like in the us i think a bit better than here but j crew stuff i've seen a little bit of theirs back end of last year i got a couple of things from there really great if you're in the us and you're close to a j crew get on it those kind of shirts i'm always a big fan of those especially for people that wear them all the time if you wear shirts all the time and you wear suits all the time and wash them all the time unless you're fantastically spending a lot of money on a made to measure shirt they're going to wear as quickly as their high street ones. There's no point spending that much money unless you want a particularly spectacular shirt. And for me, I need a couple of more pairs of shoes. I had to sadly throw away a pair of shoes. Oh no. The upper leather had split. Uh, so I, I need a couple of new pairs of shoes. So I'm focusing on those. But like you, I'm very much kind of like, unless it's basics, I'm only going to spend money on the good stuff. I want to spend money on, you know, if I buy a new suit, I'm going to get a made to measure or a best bike suit. I've got a few suits that I need to get. If I want shoes, I'm going to spend two, three hundred pounds on a pair of shoes. And then if it's casual clothing, I tend to be quite selective about my casual clothing. I learned this a couple of years ago and I tend to do this frequently now. So I'll go to the sales generally the first couple of days after the sale start and buy sort of my next year's clothes in the sale. So, you know, I'll buy my trousers or my casual jumpers or something like that. So I'm not paying full market price for it because I'm buying basics. Very rare that I'm buying anything that's in inverted commas trendy. Thing is right, spend some good money on good quality stuff again. I want a tweed suit. I can't remember the last time I had a tweed suit. It probably 20 years ago. What sort of thing are you are you thinking? I'm debating that one at the moment. Okay, well, when you have some thoughts on it, I'd love to know. Uh, but apart from that, uh, as I'm losing weight, got my suits to be redone. One of my suits, I do look like I'm wearing my father's waistcoat because I can actually get almost my entire arms into my waistcoat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pleasing. It, it doesn't look great when you wanted to wear it, but it's a nice feeling. It is a good feeling. One of my jackets, I've got this wonderful, it's a really basic blue business suit. It was from Graham Brown, the city, and it's just cut fantastically. I love it, but I can't actually fit me and the Duchess inside now. <laughs> So get that done. I think you're right. As spend money on quality items that I need that will last. You know, no trendy stuff. One thing I am keeping my eyes open for as well to go along with the thin jumpers and the bottle green suit is I've got a hankering for a good pair of gats of German army trainers. I have a pair of green common project trainers. I'm not sure which model they are. They're the, a low classic maybe, but just a really simple, straightforward plain white trainer. The green common projects I got, and I wear those for casual wear because you can wear them with a pair of chinos or a pair of jeans. And if you're going to the pub in the summer or you're going around friend's house or something like that, they're great. But what I want is something which looks okay, but is usable for the gym. It doesn't make it look like I'm trying to pretend I'm an NBA basketball star or look like I'm sort of, you know, my, my feet are from 30 years in the future because the rest of me certainly isn't. So I want something which is good quality, well-made, but not too expensive because my, my trainers, especially at the boxing gym, they do get banged up. I think I like that. I was told recently by another thing that I should go back and try a pair of jeans again. So maybe this year you might 
you might see me in a pair of jeans. I quite like my jeans, I've got to say. You know, they've got to be good quality jeans. Unfortunately, there have been, let's say, for example, um, Corn Mills in the US who made some absolutely fantastic denim. They've stopped production. There are another couple of the big American mills have stopped. There are a few other options. In fact, you might want to look at Hewitt Denim. I don't know if you've heard of those. They're based in Cardigan in Wales, and they're a fantastic company. It was an old denim producer that closed down, the factory closed, and people had went off. And then the, the guys behind Hewitt's have reopened it and hired back a lot of the experts. I mean, you know, Cardigan's a small town as what. 4,000 people there, and something like 10% of the people in the town used to make jeans for 30, 40 years. So the factory closed, left town, and then the, the guys from Hewitt were looking at where to put the factory and where they had a lot of expertise. That's where they went. They're not the cheapest, but they're really good quality. Last time I looked at them, I couldn't get a fit that worked for me, but my shape's improved a bit since then. I might well look again. I know their salvage stuff is absolutely fantastic. And it's Japanese denim, which is probably since the demise of some of the American mills. Your best bet for really good quality denim? We might have a denim adventure later this year. Ah, actually, I'm just looking at the Hewitt site now and they've launched, because I did talk to them about this at one of the London events last year and they were musing on it, but a slightly higher rise with a slightly wider leg, something that's a bit more of a mature silhouette. That looks like it could be promising. Okay. I shall have a look. I have a friend who has a jeans company, so I might ask them. Ah, that would be good. We'll see, sir. Anyway, that's our 2018. Any other things on your mind or shall we uh, wrap up for the day, sir? It's worth, I think, especially at this time of year, just going through your wardrobe. Something I've done the first, second week in January for the last few years, you've probably got a bunch of stuff in there that you don't need anymore, don't want anymore. Recycle it, you know, send that off to be for someone else to make good use of it and make some space and see what you actually really want to have rather than just what you're wearing because it's there by default. Exactly. Uh, was it recycle, re- repair and renew? Yes, indeed. There are issues with the way some clothes recycling happens and the way some of the clothes are dumped in developing world uh, markets and the impact that has. Even if that does happen, I think that's still at the moment a better option than having it going into landfill or do what uh, the Duchess does. And if you know someone who's handy with a sewing machine, turn it into something else. She turned a pair of my old jeans into a dress for one of her friends not long back, which was quite pleasing. I think it's a very good idea, sir. Well, that wraps up today. If any of you out there who've got any comments, wants to talk about anything that we've talked about today, feel free, drop us an email at enquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv or catch us all on social media. It's The Perfect Gentleman on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please do join us on there. We'd be very happy to have you on there. And you can also follow us on our personal social media channels and you can get an update on what we're doing in the real world and follow my tango progress and James's diet and exercise regime progress over the course of the year. So thank you very much, James lovely show as always indeed great to speak to you and take care thank you everyone speak to you soon bye-bye bye-bye this podcast is brought to you by the perfect gentleman group limited and was edited by andy nickel at the pistachio palace